Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. everybody welcome to the love hour podcast i am your host miss kev on stage and i'm joined by my husband and co-host the kev on stage and we've had a if this is your first time joining us i need to make this like a pre-thing you know when people have the like pre-recording situations like hi welcome to the love hour podcast oh with yeah, your yeah, host, yeah. Kevin yeah, and yeah, Melissa. Yeah. like i feel like i need i don't know why i did that like deep man no I, that made me realize what you're talking about uh, um If your f- starts with my phone number, it's spam. Right. Um, but I, what was I saying? Uh, oh, yes. If it's your first time here. No, no, no. Th- I was going to say that. Hold on. Let me go back. Uh, <laughs> I want one of those. So I always remember to hit those points at the beginning of the podcast before going into it. Because sometimes I do like an introduction and sometimes I don't. What are the points that you need to hit? You know, like, welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is who we are. This is what we do. Like, hey, girl. You be saying that. Welcome to the Love Our Packers. I know. But then sometimes I forget. Like, most of the time I do it, like, eight out of ten times I do it. But then there are like a few times where I'd be like, oh, girl, you do, you forgot to like welcome the people into your home. So welcome to the Love Our Podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where we are Kevin and Melissa and we talk about and then introductions are always so weird. I always feel like I have to start over. I can't just like pick up where I left off. Uh, you put a lot of thought into this. Oh, my God. This I don't know why introductions are so weird. it reminds me when I was introducing we have a friend or two friends, Shari and Sharice. And when we first moved out here and we were at Awesomeness TV and they were in Sharice uh, does like personal assisting and Shari does like PR stuff and I was like oh, okay yeah we like totally know the awesomeness TV people I'll like totally introduce you and you know like we can get you guys a job or whatever and so we were like all here for it and then we went upstairs to do the introduction and I was like Shari and Sharice what was the girl's name? Shauna. Shauna. Shari and Sharice this is Shauna. Shauna this is Shari and Sharice. Okay go. <laughs> okay now you guys go and do the talking. Now you know each other. Now you know each other. It was like so awkward and they were like Melissa you are the worst and like I just really They didn't get yeah, the job by they, the way. No because I didn't even be like well this is what they do and like I know you guys have open like I didn't even do like the true like handoff it was just like did the, do the handoff. Yeah, it was just like, hey, girl, so they, y'all are my friends, and y'all, okay, bye. Like, it was so awkward, but that's also very in line with who I am. So, anyway, welcome. We talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. We are a married couple of 16 years, and we are not relationship experts, but we do talk from our real-life experiences, and the last few episodes have been really, really good. Yes. Like the five, I mean, the last... I don't know, maybe four or five episodes where we've, we've talked about the big leap. And then I even talked about my personal um, evolution, so to speak, which I realize has been like a 10 year process. Um, we've talked about all of that. We got a lot of really great feedback. In fact, I was just telling Kevin, like, I, while I do receive emails all of the time, this last episode in particular. You thought I was worth emailing? Listen. Hallelujah. So many people emailed me. So many people emailed me. So many DMs that I received. So many reposts on just like different things that I said throughout the episode, which I'm like, I need to go back and like find those parts so I can repost them. But just so much of that uh, resonated with a lot of people. And so, of course, what came from that were tons of questions. Even um, I know Melanie and Seth, shout out to Anatomy of Marriage. Make sure you guys uh, follow them. They've been a guest on the podcast and they were on the conference as well and I just adored them as a couple but Melanie was like listen I am so proud of you like help me do the things girl and I was like girl so listen I'm kind of fumbling my way through it as well but I'm gonna tell you what I what I know so I sent her some information but from that question her question specifically texted me and then all of the emails and all of the dms and just the questions that I've been receiving in general I thought it would be a really great idea to do a listener Q&A 
Yes. Um, to answer some of the questions that people had and to kind of uh, cap off. Yeah, cap off that episode. So one of the uh, questions that we received like the most was please talk about the Sex Me Over campaign because the last episode was all about my campaigns and they wanted to know about the Sex Me Over campaign. Do you want to add anything? I feel like I Mm -hmm. talked a lot. No. You're good? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm learning to not talk all the time. Since when? This podcast today. Right now, at this moment. <laughs> are you just tired? I'm always tired. You are. I realize I've been working out and hiking and lifting and eating right, which adds to my tired, but I'm pretty much always tired. Mm. I'm always yawning. We are. I be getting up at six. I you be did y'all, Joshua? I be getting plenty of no rest, empathy. but then I just be sleepy. I'll be like, man, what if I was shooting a movie? But. You would, they wouldn't use the take where they, like the cameras just be on you for the podcast. You can't even sneak a yawn. Okay, let me. This is quite literally an example of one of the things that I like admire most about you is that your fear of yawning is that you would be cast in a movie and would be yawning on set. Yes. The and fact the- that that's where your mind goes. It, my fear is like, what if I'm driving and I yawn and I close my eyes and then all of a sudden I'm in a car accident? No. No, of course not. I'm going to be on set with Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's such a difference in, it's like a fundamental example of the difference in our personalities and a fundamental concrete example of a kite and a string. Yeah. My fear is that a big time director is going to be like, come on, Kev, you have yawned through like three of my takes. And I'm be like, I'm so sorry, J.J. Abrams. I just, you know, this is my 14th hour on set, Mr. Abrams. And I, you know, I, I got you this time. And you're like, what if I die in a car accident? I just, crash? no one else has a fear of like, someone just said they have a fear of sneezing. I freak out when I sneeze or I yawn. Anytime I have to close my eyes and I'm driving, I'm always like, don't. I always like, my worst myself. fear of sneezing is sneezing while eating coochie because then it would be like mess up the whole thing. Like you're eating coochie, you're like achoo, the whole thing's over now. Yeah, because I mean pH is a concern. Yeah, even if you cover your mouth, you're like, Wah. you can't just go back in. You can't go back in. It's gone. It's unethical. It's unethical. The moment's gone. It's cold. Sneezes are cold. Now's a great time to hear from our sponsors. <laughs> Hey guys, when it comes to beard, hair, and face care products, Scotch Porter's got you covered. What I love the most about their products is that they're healthy, non-toxic, and they really help me keep my face care on point. Itchiness, dryness, shedding when it comes to your beard and hair and blemishes, bacteria, and clogged pores when it comes to your face. I mean, for the bearded gents out there like me and Josh, who doesn't want a soft, thick, growing beard? This Scotch Porter's better for you products include ingredients such as kale protein, while willow bark, biotin, and pomegranate enzymes to cleanse, condition, moisturize, and promote growth. Need some grooming products to get your routines in the swing? Scotch Porter's for you. Listen, nobody's going to want to sit on your face if your beard is hard. (laughs) They ain't sitting on no face where the beard is hard. If you want people to sit on your face, your wife, your lover, you need a soft beard. And I used to be trash with my face. And I used to wash my face with regular soap you wash your hands and body with. I would use that on my face. Like bar soap? Like yes, bar, bar soap, soap. Josh. And Melissa was like, Kev, you got to do better. And Scotch Porter was like, Kev, we got you. <laughs> this morning, actually, first time ever. Lather up. Lathered up and wash my face. Smell. It smells. They have a very clean, manly scent. Very though. clean, manly. It's not like using her stuff. It's not super perfume- perfumey. Yeah, super for perfumey. It's not that. Right now, for a limited time. Take $15 off your order of $45, excluding accessory. Visit scotchporter.com and use the code LOVE15 Love 15. at checkout, and you won't be disappointed. Have her sit on your face with grace. Scotch Porter. Okay, so. They, they said make it personal. Sit on your face with grace is a great tagline. <laughs> it is. I like hope we can license it to them, <laughs> at least for the duration of our show and our contract with them. Um, what's funny is that as you're talking about this, I guess it leads right into the Sex Me Over campaign and it kind of directly ties to, um, 
the the end of last episode as well. Yeah. So as part I, of, I, I knew people were going to ask about this too. About what? Sex me over. Oh, you did. I figured people would like want to be better. What do you feel like is some of the biggest points or takeaways? Well, to I talk feel about? like for you and me, really, the uh, well for you more. Hello. No, I, this is what this is what Someone I. Someone mean. said that they start saying hello in their real life because they listen to. All oh the yeah, that I Melissa, Shari, and Sharice. Yeah, when they all get it together, it be hello, hello, hello. Sharice commented on my Instagram and just said hello, and I was like, I know exactly <laughs> the sentiment behind this. Um, when you are a purity movement church girl, uh-huh. sex is very uh, taboo. Mm-hmm. Enjoying the fullness thereof, body pulsating orgasms, just feeling that in doing stuff outside of the missionary position the missionary is great for spreading the gospel Mm -hmm. yeah but not necessarily for spreading them legs you got a verse cowgirl 69 back shots um spooning chandelier freaks uh washing machine counters butt stuff But no, I, I was think like, is this going to be an exhaustive list? No, no, you're just going to keep going. Kama Sutra, man. Sometimes okay. you try some stuff and you realize your knees don't bend that far back. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in some books we've looked at. I realized I'm just not flexible like that. I'll tear my groin. But a lot of that is allowing yourself to uh, to be open to that. Mm-hmm. One of the questions in Dear Kev I actually got it a couple of different times is why are men uncomfortable with getting their nipples sucked? Yeah, or licked, right? And I think a lot of times it's because we can't or don't feel safe saying i like that Mm -hmm. this is reserved for women this is not normal a little gooch play um whatever your thing is um if your mind can't get there your body won't allow you right even if you want to do it if you can't get your mind in line with your body then it won't be a great experience for you so for the make or the sex me over campaign part of what i realized in you was was like Okay, what do I like? Yeah. How much comfortable am I? Uh-huh. Uh, I know one thing that was really good for us was the red, yellow, green mm-hmm. uh, list. Yeah. You know, um, and there was, you, you know, there was like, hey, there's stuff I'm more comfortable with if we're not at home with the boys mm-hmm. in the other room. Like, you know, now that our house is a little bit bigger and farther away from them, you know what I'm saying? We might have some more options open to us than when we lived in uh, Washington and their room was like <laughs> literally one paper thin. Yeah wall above and they live they'd be busting in yeah. you know there's, there's shoot i told the story before there's one occasion my son had a had a cars play a uh, truck or, or um toy that turned into an airplane uh-huh. mid-stroke he comes in the room wobbles over there daddy can you turn it back to car do you think i stopped stroking I one hand you remember this you. i just can't One hand, mid-stroke, flipped it over. He don't know what's going on. I slowed my strokes down so he wouldn't know. Flipped it over, handed it back to him. He walked back out of the room. This is an exaggeration. This is the absolute truth. JoJo came in with his diaper full. I didn't change him. This is not my problem right now. It's the middle of the night. It ain't going to hurt you. You need to go through some adversity. And he wanted me. I don't know why he woke up in the middle of the night to have his car uh, turned Joe's back into a plane. But he is. But the point I, that I'm getting to is that the make of the set. I keep saying "Make Me Over" because it's one of my favorite Tony songs. But the "Sex Me Over" campaign uh-huh. was more a renewing of the mind. That's Bible renewing of the mind, uh-huh. like Apostle Wise preach uh, tried to do. He he out here again. He said he don't want to be single no more. He put a new list out today. <laughs> they sent uh, Kel sent me to it, sent it to me. Uh, she called him Apostle Megamind, and I was like, "That's funny. hilarious." But anyway, that's funny. Yeah, and I think uh, Melissa has talked about this at length. And I think this is the big key: to remain a virgin until your wedding day required one mindset that was then useless to you mm-hmm. on your wedding day. Right. But that mindset had, was f- uh, how you framed sex. Sure. So you had to undo something that was both useful and valuable to you. But now was harmful. Right. So the first thing you had to do is, is you know, have that mind change. Yeah. And, and then I, you got Goody Howard. Well, that was years later. But <laughs> You couldn't uh, have went straight from that to Goody Howard. No. And actually, I want to even take it a step uh, further back. If anyone finds themselves in, like, a similar situation as me, you grew up very churchy. And this could, honestly, it can affect men and women. We did a conference one time, and the wife came up to me and was like, 
yo, you're talking to my husband. Like he grew up and more identifies with your story and what you're talking mm-hmm. about than I do. So it really can happen to both men and women. But one of the first things I actually had to do was uh, relearn and then take control. Yeah. So a lot of what I was, I would even just say like downloaded into me, I didn't choose and I didn't yeah. research to verify. Right. You just kind of, you grow up in church, you're, you you accept that as truth, you accept what your parents tell you as truth and you don't even realize how it's like shaping your, your viewpoints and your way of looking at life mm-hmm. until you're in a situation and all of a sudden you, you realize you're triggered or you're thinking about things a certain way and it's not healthy. And that's not like, and I always want to be clear because sometimes I, I, I struggle finding the balance to ensure people understand that I don't blame um, the church for yeah. this and thinking about, you know, virginity or saving yourself for it's not something that I actually think is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that's not at all what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that oftentimes specifically with um, God in the church, we often allow the ownership of sexuality to be owned by the world. Right. And church is then playing against that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, uh, relearning meant to me, number one, I read a book called The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex, and it was the first book, and I've always said this, where, you know, if you've digested or internalized sex to be this thing that is for your partner and not something for you, meaning you don't identify yourself as a sexual being, um, it becomes a chore. And I've talked about this many of times before. It becomes a chore. Yeah. And that was the first book that I read, and I haven't read it in a while, so this was like probably 12 years ago at least, um, that I read this book. But when I read it, it was the first book that I read that I felt empowered to be a sexual being. I felt empowered to own my sexuality, and it wasn't just something I was doing for my spouse. It wasn't just something I was doing for for you. And that was the first book I ever felt that way after I was I didn't feel chastised reading it. Like, I felt empowered, which is a completely different motivation in doing something. Yep. Um, And so that was the first thing I did. So once I, like, took ownership to control, then I was able to re, like, re learn and reframe things in my mind that allowed me to live in the freedom of sexuality in the way that God designed it to be and not in the sin of sexuality that sometimes is what the church focuses on. Yes. Okay. I want to make sure that made sense. No, I get that. I feel like God designed sex like to be for pleasure. If it were just simply for procreation there, you wouldn't have pleasure sensors, you know? Um, And I think what you uh, what what changed for you is the the ownership and the agency of of absolutely agency became one of my legitimate favorite words during this time. Yeah, and I feel like um, even even as a man it, growing up in church, the thing that I took on was like your your wife is there to submit to you mm-hmm. to be there so you don't cheat on her mm-hmm. and she should be a willing participant. Right. It wasn't like you make sure your wife is enjoying this. Ask you know it wasn't like that. It mm-hmm. was like take care, provide, and when you're there to pump and dump, she'll be there, pumpable and dumpable. But that leads to color purple sex. Yes, and nobody wants you know he died on top of me type of sex. And uh, but sex is a is a it's a dance. It's a motion. It's a communication. Mm-hmm. But if you're not comfortable with it, then you then it it's it's pound town. You know, right, 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 right. Nobody right. wants Pound Town. And also, the other thing I wanted to say was the way we grew up, our parents and then our uh, figureheads in church had such a um, profound impact on how we thought. Mm-hmm. And as the Sex Me Over campaign happened, that was when we decided, and it, it kind of happened along, you know, around the same ten-year period that we moved to here. Moved here, like kind of led up to it. Kind, yeah, it was like this is our marriage is going to be what we want it to be, not what this person says, right. not what works for them. And right. it was kind of like in in the bedroom, but also in other other ways. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a development process for us as people, as husband and wife. And I, even now, I still feel like we're still letting some of those old thoughts. You oh, know, for sure. You know. Uh, fall by the wayside and deciding if you know the if it's for you and I like what's most important is what are you comfortable with right what am I comfortable with if you're not comfortable with it and even if I want to do it if you're not comfortable we shouldn't do it right. and 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 that goes both ways so um that and it, and it, it's still a process 
You know what I mean? What what was in the church was so embedded in our mind. Mm-hmm. Those thoughts don't just go away. You know what I'm saying? It's like um, uh, it's, it's it's definitely like a process. I was talking to uh, uh, Toby and Yvonne one time uh, a couple weeks ago. I, did I mention this on the Love Hour? Before? I think I remember. I don't know if you mentioned on Love Hour, but I definitely know this. Okay, but basically, well, the I point just want to tell you, you you don't even realize. Like sometimes you flex and you be doing it on purpose, but like. The flex of a group chat that involves, like, let's all be clear, Yvonne Orji from Insecure. Oh, the, Emmy nominated? Yes, the Emmy nominated Emmy actress. Ma. Emmy Ma. And well, how do you pronounce Toby's last name? Wigwe. Wigwe? Tobe Chuku Dubem Wigwe. Don't say that man's whole name. That's his whole name. Okay, but continue. Tobe, my boy, though. <laughs> but she was basically telling me and Tobe, you know, or Tobe, like, you should go back and say this on yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, no. And I was like, we are not four seasons in Yvonne sure. Orgy. Right. Um, but the reason I brought that up is because in your your sex, if you don't feel comfortable, you won't be saying something. Right. You know, and that goes for me, too. Sometimes you'd be like, I remember early in our marriage, I used to want to have sex and I wouldn't want to say, I wouldn't want to get rejected. So I would, I would literally lay in the bed and be like, okay, I'm going to count to 17. <laughs> and then on, on 17, I'm going to say something. And then when 17 will come, I'll be like, okay, 34. <laughs> Okay, okay, for real, Kev, come on, start over. Okay, count to 11. And I would do that for like 30 minutes and then just fall asleep. <laughs> the The interesting thing about that is the sadness that is a sense of rejection and then also feeling your sense of rejection and my sense of um, not fulfilling this idea of what it means to be a wife sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a really, like I almost got really sad thinking about that, but a lot of couples go through that yeah. when sex isn't about my pleasure and isn't about what I want and what I need. And it's solely focused on you. Yes. And, and that was the mind change that I had to go through of learning that, sexuality isn't something that is solely owned by my husband. Is it something that's solely owned by you? This is something that um, God designed and created for me as well. And I'm deserving of that. And so I have to learn to accept that. And it's a lifelong process, you know, for me, but the, the hard part of that, and this is like my own personal definition of brainwashing is being confronted with the truth and still holding on to or believing the lie. Yep. So even though I have taught myself better, even though I, you know, know better on in my mind because I've read books and had the conversations and blah blah, I've done all of the things, I still struggle with that programming from years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that tension is okay, Melissa, you could do it. Okay, Melissa, you could you okay, you could you, you know, and it's like yeah, but also no, because that's not the right thing and that's not good girl and that's not this and that's not that. And so that tension, I feel like, is the brainwashing and really the tension is the work. Yeah, because there's been times you've been like, I want to do something, but I cannot get out of my own head and right. I'm just like stuck there. Mm-hmm. And I know I have had that feeling too. It's like the, the the motion or the thing is right there, but you cannot get the words to right. come out of your mouth. Um, and that's why I say it's a process. And I think um, you have to be willing to endure the process mm-hmm. uh, and the growth. And I feel like that's why, you know, we could be married 16 years, but we have all these different phases of of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? All these different things that, that goes for. But that's also why I was telling um, Patrick and them uh, on the Squadcast yesterday or yeah, yesterday, he was talking about he doesn't want to get married and stuff. Mm. And I was telling him there's the the sex that you feel with someone who you love and have a connection with and have history with, There's that's something that you don't feel with mm-hmm. just wham, bam, thank you, man. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's why I feel like, you know, like athletes, you know, they just run through so many women, but it's like there's only so much you can do. Everybody yeah. can suck a peen. Everybody can do this sure. and that, but there's no other connection beyond the physical pleasure of it. And you'll keep yearning for something more. Sure. And then you're Odell Beckham saying doodle on me. And you're just like, that's not enough either. Because you got to have that long lasting connection. You. Monogamy. Okay, bye. Um, I was going to say something. And then you said doodle on me and child. That's when I became demonetized. <laughs> this is demonetized. If you put sex me over in the title, so we might as well go all the way there. That's true. Yeah. Like if you wanted to get peed on in the shower and you say, hey, this is my thing. Are you okay with it? 
and you be like, pee on me, then a person be like, well, I don't feel comfortable peeing on you, then that's a break for them. Right. That's also what I think was really helpful in our relationship. Was Gas the, and brakes? Oh, or uh, yeah. accelerators and decelerators? Uh, accelerators. That was other a huge... This whole episode is about to be about this, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Um, you can do the other listener questions next week. I told you Sex Me Over deserved its own episode. I know, but... but you said, no, Kimmy, and then when I do it, I, I never want it. to... I told you, I always have struggle. I always have struggle. Sure. Uh, with making sure that I have enough to produce a whole episode on just one topic. Mm. And so that's why I, I always worry about um, like doing a part two of something because mm. I'm always like, do I have enough to get there? And I don't want to like, you know, beat a dead horse, so to speak. Um, what was I about to say? I what, said what, pee on you in the shower. You said oh, accelerators, decelerators. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So the other huge, 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 huge revelation in the Sex Me Over campaign was definitely this idea of accelerators and brakes. And that is from Emily Nagowski. Amazing podcast episode. Definitely highly. Listen, I've been shooting my shot. Yeah, and been getting these people because I knew I knew for sure Emily was gonna be like, girl. By the way, did you send Gay a picture of the Maserati? I think I did. Send him another one, and say we're pulling up. He doesn't want you to pull up during coronavirus. That's a good point. That man is of risk age. (laughs) (laughs) He's of the age in which I don't want none of y'all at my house. Fair point. Uh, that's probably why he didn't respond. But what I was going to say is that what? He thought that was a fake, like, oh, I'm going to come over. He don't mean like, give me your address, gay. I'm pulling up. I wanted to attend his classes, but child. I know he asking for the everything. I was like, sir. Everything. (laughs) For me? You don't have like a friends and family discount? I'm confused. For me? For me? Uh, but the gas and accelerators, I mean, uh, brakes and accelerators is a huge thing. And what that what that means, if you haven't listened to that episode, which I highly recommend you go back and listen to uh, with Emily Nagowski or read the book, uh, Come As You Are, I think is the name of it. Um, she talks about being able to identify basically your turn-ons and your turn-offs. Yes. And one of the things that I realized... Uh, like in this whole process was that a huge break for me is the pressure of sex. Mm-hmm. It is an automatic, like I cannot take the pressure. It just feel, I be, I get anxious and it just, be, it starts to become too much. I'll get too heady about it. Like it just becomes a whole situation. Heady. And, um, that's when once I understand that, okay, how can I work through that? How can I ensure that uh, the expectation doesn't turn into pressure and it becomes into something that can be flirty or fun or mm-hmm. exciting and not something that's like this whole huge monumental yeah. situation? Yeah. Because anything, well, for some people, stress is an accelerator and for some people, stress is a break. And so for me, I'm interpreting that pressure as stress, and stress is a break for me. That is Absolutely. something that I, I need. I, it's a break. So when you t- express that to me, I realize what I now. And let me clarify this: not that everything that your partner says is something that you can fix, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But I realize where. I, okay, so here's an example: I could take a flirty thing. And Melissa's like, "Ooh, hey." Yeah. And I'm like, "Ooh, I got plans for you later." Right. Mm-hmm. And that could be just a flirty moment, right. which is what it is now, right? Maybe it actually means we have sex later. Maybe it doesn't. Sure. But in the past, that was like, this, we are having sex, right? Right. So then now Melissa's like, see, every time I do a little right. flirty thing, then it means you absolutely have Then right. I don't necessarily want to do it. Right. So now I've, I've worked to just let those moments be what they are. If it leads to something else later in that sure. day and, and that night, great. But not to be like, remember when you did that thing when the boys were gone? Right. At like four and now you're tired, like because then you don't want to do it anymore, right? You know and, what I'm saying? Oh my gosh! And so I, I just saw the cycle of okay, ooh, I want to have this like flirty moment that's just like a standalone, isolated moment yeah. that doesn't mean anything. You, you know, you respond in a way that's like, oh, okay, that means it's about to be on and popping. I see that you respond that way, so now I pull back. You're like, oh, oh never mind. Never, mind. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want it because they just can't. And so part of it is understanding. Oftentimes, we just don't have the language. We haven't done the research. We haven't read the books. Yeah. We haven't talked to the therapist. We haven't done the things for us to understand what's going on with us internally, so we can work to make that 
that better. So then you feel victimized yes. to your own way of thinking. Absolutely. So someone in the comments was watching on Patreon live because Patreon gets to do that. Randall said, so basically releasing attachment to outcome. Yes. And that's what it was. And another thing that you said is like, when we had a great sexual experience, I the I was a pursuer and you were the, uh-huh. uh, what was the opposite? Withdrawer? Yeah, withdraw. Okay. Uh, what I would do is be like, oh my God, that was a great thing. Can we do it again tonight? Right. You know, and then I realized that puts a pressure on Absolutely. you. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I, it took all of me to give you that, for us to have that great experience. And what I'm thinking is like, oh, that's great. Let's do it again. Right. But you now feel like it's seven o'clock in the morning and now I know you are looking for that today, which in turn makes me be like, I'm not going to do that like that again because I don't want the pressure. Absolutely. So it just allows me to be like, let's let it be what it is right. for that day and not try to chase those uh, moments, those highs. You know, sometimes you have a great sexual experience. Sometimes you have a quickie or whatever, a hand job, you know, and uh, and and just trying not to make everyone like the like the last one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Uh, speaking of that, Kev was talking about quickies. Sometimes it's a great experience. Sometimes it can be the gamut. And the fact of the matter is life happens and you can't always and you don't always have the time to prepare the meal of your dreams every single night. No. You just don't. And so you need help sometimes. And sometimes... Uh, that involves quickies and sometimes that involves Green Chef. Green Chef is great for us, especially on Tuesdays. Especially on Tuesdays. We film a Heavy. lot. And you get home 4 o'clock after meetings. The last thing you want to do is then go to the grocery store right. and pick out all these things. Or actually, find a recipe. Find a recipe. Then go to the grocery store. Green Chef allows us to have great meals and they take a lot of the work out of it. Yes. They're easy, they're affordable, and they have meal plans for every kind of lifestyle. I typically buy the uh, family meals, but I recently decided to buy keto meals because Kevin is on his yeah. healthy kick again. It just, It's just... It's like meal prepping for me, and it just works out, okay? Like, it just works out. So, we've had the balsamic herb chicken. Mm -hmm. Kevin, did you enjoy it? I did, man, but I really like the Tograshi shrimp stir fry. Tell me why. Because I like, I love any meal that has eggs on top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it on a burger. I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to eat the Red Robin burger right now. But but the most important thing is, like, what I don't like about meal plan is eating the same thing over Over and over. over. I'm not trying to have chicken and broccoli 12 times in a week uh-huh. like just forget it yeah. i will go to chick-fil-a <laughs> so with green chef i have such a variety of of uh meals that are great tasting and properly proportioned and the heavy lifting is already done for me uh-huh. makes it a lot easier on me because i be moving quick you do and you that's why busy lives i be running li- busy live and green chef makes my lot easier uh go to greenchef.com slash love hour 80 love hour 80 uh code love hour 80 to get 80 dollars off across four boxes yeah including free shipping on your first box go to greenchef.com slash love hour 80 love hour 80 use code love hour 80 to get 80 dollars across four boxes including free shipping on your first box i also want to tell you about framebridge uh framebridge makes it easier and more affordable to than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift from art prints and diplomas to photos sitting on your phone you can frame bridge just about anything yes you can here's how it works go to framebridge.com upload your photo which is really easy literally you go to the website uh, you pick where you want the picture to come from and you just upload it's really simple or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces if you want um, preview your item online in dozens of frame styles they have black they have gold they have just all different choices um and you get recommendations from talented designers the experts at framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door ready to hang and let me tell you what framing stuff is expensive expensive and it is time consuming yes it is my whole office wall at home uh we did before we knew about framebridge first of all Stupid expensive. It's so expensive. Like it would cost more for the frame than the art a lot. It's so expensive. And it would take like months. Josh framed some stuff when we bought this art. He was like, Kev, this they said it's, months. Yeah. So frame bridge, it makes these I like frame stuff. Yeah. It looks so much better. It preserves the picture or the art so much better. But the hassle, man, I just yeah. you just don't want to do it. But frame bridge, man, it's so simple. 
Even a caveman could do it. <laughs> the prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when you use my code LOVE. LOVE! Get started today. Frame your photos and send someone the perfect gift, especially with the holidays coming around the corner. Go to framebridge.com. Use promo code LOVE to save love. an additional 15% off your first order. Framebridge.com. Promo code LOVE. Again, love! Framebridge.com, promo code love. Love. A word that comes and codes. I can't. Okay, anything else you wanted to add to the sex meal we were talking about? Accelerators and brakes. Um, so, anyway, yeah, understanding your body, understanding accelerators, understanding what your brakes are. One of the things that I even found um, for me, myself personally, is that even when I think about the. Um, you know, you're worth it campaign and all of that. It all adds to it. If you feel like a granny all day, it's hard to get your sex juices going. Trying to get hard to get that a whop. It's hard to get it going. Okay. Like part of it is recognizing how you feel comes out sexually as well. So whether that's getting your hair done, whether that's wearing a certain type of underwear or Shaving no that underwear, or whether balls. that's Shaving, whether that's waxing, whether that's lasering. Whether, I feel sexier when my balls are smooth. Like literally any number of things can help you just get yourself in the mood. And I do. Get acquainted with yourself. What yeah, do you like? Whatever. What feels good to you? Those things Tell are your things partner, that you do. Map quest for coochie. Little lower. Stop. Pulsate. Okay, but listen. Blow. Do those things first, though. This is my personal advice. Do those things first for you. What do you mean? And not for your spouse. Touch yourself for you? Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes. Get acquainted with your body, not for you, not for your spouse. Do because that's agency. That's Ooh, ownership. It goes my skirt up under my hand. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think a lot of times we do these things and we think we need like, oh, my God, my spouse is like expecting this of me. I need to do this for them. Well, that's already your motivation's wrong already. Mm -hmm. Like you're already going into this wrong. Yeah. So you need to learn your body and learn it for you. You need listen. If you're dating, you know, hey, I like Indian food, but I don't like spicy. Yeah. You need to have that same verbiage for your coochie. Hey, you know what I'm, you know, you'd be too heavy on the clit. I want you to go outer lab. It's like a playbook. Right. I want you to go soft, soft on the outer lab. We're going to run a play action around the vulva. You know, I, I like a, I like to be on the, you know, around the labia. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't go straight for it. You always going straight to it, ringing like a doorbell. You don't say hello. Go around the door, knock around it. The demonstrations are always you too just much. Ding, for me. ding, 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 ding. It's overstimulated. You sound like that dog on Kanye song on my beautiful twisted privacy. I bet Joshua do the song immediately. I have no idea what the song is. Stop ringing the doorbell. I'm coming. I'm not gonna ever come. You keep ringing it like that. Go around the corner for a little while. See what's over there. Yeah, literally. But you also have to be able to like express that yeah because otherwise your partner's doing what they think feels good yes. what worked on someone else or what they saw in a movie if you don't say that's why i'd be telling people sex people the idea of being good at sex really means you can listen to your partner 100%. and do what they like 100%. if heaven forbid you get divorced from me mm -hmm. that next person's not gonna immediately know what you like right you will have to tell them right it's like steak do you like it rare medium well well done you, as much as we try to tell people about well done, that's not the best. Some people are like, I don't care. Yeah, they do. I like well done. Dry. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's not WAP. That's dry. It's not WAP. That's dry. So anyway, I say all that to say that's why, you, you know, it's important to know what you like for yourself. Yes. And that's outside of sex. You know, no, how do you like absolutely. to be entertained? What kind of movies do you like? How do you like spending time alone? That's another thing this pandemic has taught me. Uh... I don't know how to exactly phrase this, but the need for alone time without your spouse. Oh, so important. Before quarantine, that just kind of happened, right? I, especially for us. Yeah. I was on tour. Even when I was on, you get your nails done, your hair yeah. done, you go to a homegirl's house. In quarantine, it, it was hard to say, I just want to be alone. Right. And that doesn't mean I don't love you. I just, well, like the, uh, a week or earlier this week, mm -hmm. you went to help Danny. Oh, yeah. And I stayed home and played FIFA for like four hours. Did you enjoy yourself? I 
I'm talking about. I was just in the boys didn't bother me. I didn't text you. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you're okay. You you went and hung out, then you came back. Like, I think that you need that time without the guilt. You know what I'm saying? So I think sometimes a lot, we think of marriage as um an assimilation and there still needs to be differentiation. Mm-hmm. These are all words that make sense. We think so much about this idea of becoming one which is important you know what I mean like you do need to become one but I also need to ensure that I don't lose me yep and solely take on yes you You know what I mean and because then you'll also resent me yes and that goes with all aspects of of our life and that's why it's important to know and be able to stand firm in like who you are and what you like and what you don't like and what like whatever those things are what makes you tick what makes you turn on what makes you turn off all of those things are so important to bring into a relationship otherwise I'm expecting you to know me better than I know me. Well, that don't make no sense. And how? How? How would a person know? How would a person know? And I think there's a certain amount of sexiness that can go into telling telling someone what you like. It doesn't have to be rigid. It doesn't have to be stop. Do this. It could be like, okay, that that feels good. Okay, try something new. A little softer. You know what I'm saying? Like, that can be part of the game. It doesn't have to be like, turn left in 300 feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of times we, this is me included, we feel like because we learn so much about sex from Hollywood, and they don't really do that in movies. Right. You know what I'm saying? You think, oh, you're just supposed to know. But real life isn't, isn't like that. It's not a healthy sexual experience just guessing. No. And also what happens in life, just like your taste buds change, what you like in sex might change. Oh, absolutely. What you and, used to and, like. Go ahead. No, no. No, no. You go ahead. Oh, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, but yeah, I just think you have to be open to to all of that uh, change as it happens. That's kind of why you got to be in constant communication. Like iOS 14 just came out. It's a huge update. It's messing uh, my uh, phone up. Messing your phone up, messing Josh's phone up, but what you have to do if you have an iPhone, we talked about this in a little hours, it's still a great analogy. You have to take some time and get used to that mm-hmm. and learn how does this work, how does that work, and then go from there. You have something on your face. Uh, I think the thing that we often do, and, and part of my own Sex Me Over campaign, is taking, again, that ownership and that agency back. And I remember even when I was reading uh, the Come As You Are book by Emily Nagowski, I remember feeling so frustrated because I was like, I feel like I've been on this journey forever and I'm not quite sure that I'm making any progress. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said this morning on the book club, I was doing my makeup, which I always do my makeup. I have like 30 minutes and I'm always like, oh, let me hurry up. I got to hurry up. It's just funny. Anyways, it's only funny if you're in the book club and you know I'm always doing that. Anyways, I was talking about how the big leap is more than just. Uh, the big leap in terms of your career. It also yes. is the big leap in terms of like life and love and, you know, your money and your creativity and all of those things are also part of the big leap. And for some people taking the actual leap is like a scary thing. For sure. And even with like, again, talking about the sex thing that like just giving myself is still like, oh my God, I don't know. But uh, I was explaining to them that when I ran track, you know, there there's the runners. Mm-hmm. And runners don't just stand in one spot and jump. Right. You have to run. Yep. And the importance of the running. Or you mean jumpers is, don't just stand in one Or jumpers, yeah, sorry. Jumpers don't just jump. You know, they have to actually run down the, the track or whatever in order to jump. Mm-hmm. And the point that I'm making is that we often don't count those small steps because you don't understand the importance. You need those, like that running mm-hmm. start because it gives you momentum. It plants you in the direction you need to do- go. So when you actually take the leap, you can go and like soar yeah, far. You yeah. know what I mean? It's all very important. That's a good analogy. And I don't think I can look, I often look back on the progress that I have made and count those steps that allow, because all I'm thinking of right now is like, girl, this has been 10 years. I'm 37 mm-hmm. and I started the whole Sex Me Over, all of these campaigns around 26, 27 years old. That's a full solid Okay. Right, but here, here, listen to this, me, Kevin. You started the way of thinking from birth. Right. So you're undoing 
27 years of time. Sure. You, it, it's not taking 27 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have to undo that stuff that you, you know, because you, we were, remember, um, I don't remember, we've had so many great guests on here, but I want to say it was Melissa, Sex Positive Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was talking about when a little, when you're changing a little girl's diaper and they, you know, their hands go down and you're like, stop, stop, yeah, don't yeah. touch that. That is a, oh, this is wrong. I should not, oh, touch myself at all. Mm-hmm. Like, that's before they even have words. So true. You've been popped. Or like, or scolded, yeah. like don't touch your absolutely, don't touch, don't let anybody else touch it, and neither do you. Yeah. So you don't even realize why this is wrong. You know what I'm saying? So from 27 to 37, you made huge girl progress. Yes. Huge. But sometimes it's hard to even the other day in my memories on Facebook, my uh, show uh, show up for yourself video came yeah. up, and I'm like, girl, this was four years ago. Yeah, okay, like you're just now doing it. But all of those things again, it's just the steps that allows you to like get to this moment today where you're actually able to leap. And you also are a person that you take steps. And even when you're committed, you still, it takes some time. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm going this way. I'm going this way. I'm going this way. I'm going this way. Uh, you'd be like, okay, let me think Slow about this. Moving. Research, do this. Okay, I feel comfortable about this. We're now in the process. Mm-hmm. Let me do this, this, that, and that. Be sure about, you know what I'm saying? So that's also just part of your personality. Yeah. But a lot of times when we are thinking about where we're going, we don't realize how far we've come. Right. That's And the I point. feel like you have come so far and so many times. Thank you. So many times. Pop it. Bam, 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 bam. Pull it. <laughs> Suck, Suck it. Oh, that's not the word. Lick it. <laughs> Lick Twist it. it. <laughs> Twist it. Oh, you licked it. High score. Four. <laughs> Pop it. Bop, 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 bop. Are people going to know that? Mm-hmm. Twist it. Smooth it. <laughs> Another, what are you doing? Oh, I hit the wrong button. Uh, speaking of coming really far, we all need some help sometimes and a person to talk to. And listen, being brainwashed and taught one thing and trying to overcome those things mm-hmm. is a very difficult, hard process and often something you cannot do alone. And that's why we want to tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is a service available for clients worldwide. You simply log in, you find your therapist, uh, you cho- choose the you know the boxes of what you want. Today. Uh, better help mm-hmm. for who? For me. My next therapy appointment with my therapist ain't till next Thursday. Oh yeah, you need to. And I got some things on my heart. That's the great thing about it is that they're available. You can send them a text message. You can send them. They have like a little uh, chat feature, and the person will respond to you. You can do video calls. You can do phone calls. Any way that fits your lifestyle, they have available for you. Uh, so therefore, therapy is not an excuse. It's not, or you can do it. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I well, I just think that as technology advances, sure, we should not have to go and drive and sit in someone's exactly. office, and you shouldn't be subject to as good of therapists that live in your area. Yeah, you might live in a remote part of the place of the of United States where you don't have access to the top quality therapists. Right, but with better help, you know, the internet has closed that gap. And, you, and they're hiring therapists every day. They're hiring therapists every single day because, you know, we're in a world right now where people need help. They need someone to talk to. And do not feel bad about it. Like, no. Get on here. Find your person. Sign up for therapy. Get the help that you need. Get the help that you deserve. And live the life that you deserve to live. Um, and take the leap, child. This is a leap, too. This is a Listen, the best thing to come out of quarantine for me was a relationship with a good therapist. Yes. It has allowed me to navigate a lot of difficult situations and to address a lot of childhood trauma and stuff I didn't even realize was there. And it allowed me to live my best life. The big leap came from therapy. Yes, That it book sure did. Came, was a rep- recommendation from my therapist. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LoveHour. That's Love BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in mm-hmm. all 50 states. Special offer for our Love Hour listeners for 10% off your first month. Go to BetterHelp.com slash LoveHour and go today to start living Love a hour. happier, healthier life 
today. Okay, I think that's all I wanted to say on this Sex Me Over campaign. Okay. I feel like we covered it really well. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll take the last 10 or 15 minutes to answer questions. Sure. Um, for anybody in live the Patreon. Or, yeah. Oh, live from Patreon? Yeah, okay. live from the Patreon. So we'll um, let you guys, if there was some questions that we didn't um, answer as far as the Sex Me Over campaign goes. Okay, here's a question from Bobby Bacon. I hope you don't mind me saying your screen name. I think that's Boo. Booby Bacon. It is Booby Bacon. Uh, what do you think church leaders need to do better as far as being sex positive? I'm of the mindset that that isn't the church's responsibility. I think a lot of times our parents put everything on the church and force the church to do some things that were the parents' responsibility. And we blame the church when it wasn't really the church's responsibility to begin with. Kind of you're pseudo raised by the church when our parents could have said, "This is what I feel, what I think." You know, you disagree. I, I think I agree and disagree. Okay. Okay. So I do agree that parents, as a whole, need to do better educating their children on mm -hmm. sex and like putting forth this idea of being sex positive. I also think that the if the church is going to have a conversation about a whole entire like purity movement. I get that part. And we're going to talk about abstinence and we're going to like freak you out away from sex. Mm -hmm. Then, then the conversation also needs to be had as well about the That's beautiful fair. thing about sex. You're saying and if so, you're going to talk about sex in all these other ways, then you have to give the full picture exactly. or leave it to the parents. Exactly. I that's guess that's fair. what I'm saying. No, that's a good, that's a, that's that a good point. It should just be a more balanced conversation. I think a lot, I think sex is often framed as, it's often framed in the context of sin. It's often framed in the context of something the world owns yes. and not something that God created and not something that was designed by God. Yeah. And I think we, I think the church should take ownership of that back. Yeah. It is something that God well, created. It is something that's beautiful. The church says when you're married, do this. Everything is cool. Yeah. But there's, people are waiting a longer and longer to get married. Yes. And there's people who are divorced. And then it's just like, there ain't no advice for you. Right. The only advice is get married and stay married. But what else? But there's a, that, that only covers a small group of people. I, yeah. I often think that we parents and the church, I think we, if we, there's this weird, if we show the good, it's going to entice them yeah. to do it. And so I want to, scare them away so I only talk about the bad. Yes. And I, I think that's the balancing act that that has to happen, again, both with parents and with the church, that there needs to be a balance, uh, a balanced conversation about the beauty of sex so you're not traumatized by this idea, but also truly just talk about, you know, the, the, the consequences of it as well. If you do it earlier, you know, whatever, however you want to frame these conversations, yeah. I think that that needs to happen. And research actually shows the more open you are with these conversations, the less enticing it is Absolutely. because now you're educated. You're educated from a balanced perspective, not something that's so um, you're so afraid of doing that that everything is shiny and glitter and gold. It's so enticing because I can't do it. Yeah, I also think like in, with alcohol in Italy, they let their kids drink wine mm -hmm. with dinner at like twelve, and they have a very low like alcoholism rate, drunken rate because it's not like right. a even thing. in college, kids aren't having these drunken parties and doing all of the things because you've just been taught a balanced, responsible right. approach to alcohol. And part of the allure is here is it's forbidden right so i want to go and do it because i shouldn't be able to do it i haven't been able to do it so now i'm going to right but when you don't you know when you talk about sex in its wholeness the goodness the bad the consequences the results then it's like okay i actually have a clear picture i can decide on my own i don't think that's for me absolutely right now. um we had a couple questions one i saw a lot was uh what do you do when your husband is the person who has the church mentality uh, okay, so I want to say whether it's a man or a woman, okay, that has this very church mentality, this is my experience. Don't own that for me. 
this is something that I have to decide. And that's why I said ownership and agency is so important because it's easy for you and you giving me the books to read and you telling me to do this and you telling me to try this and you telling me that this is okay. And you, you, all of your things that ain't about me. Right. That's about you. And then you start feeling like, well, is this, are you really trying to help me? Are you trying to help me because it really benefits you? Yep. And if I decide to do this on my own, I know that it is for me. Yes. And that's why I said even learning my body, I don't do this so I can then immediately be like, okay, guess so this is what. No, 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 no. Let me just get comfortable with me for me because yes. that's healthy Yes. for me. Yes. Let me understand the way my body works and how to articulate and all these things. Let me do those things for me because that makes me a healthy whole individual. And that is something that is different and aside from him. Yes. So don't, don't, it's just something he, maybe you give him this podcast child and you just, hey, just listen to this, just listen to the last 15 minutes, okay? Uh, maybe you don't do that either because he's going to be like, for real, this is what you want me to hear though? And how come I ain't interested? How about it? Uh, <laughs> but it is something that you just, it's something you have to go through and unlearn and relearn and go through that brainwashing process on your own. It is not something I feel in my experience, I could be encouraged to do. Right. It is something I had to decide to do. I agree with everything you said. Um, we got a couple good ones in here. I saw. Oh, this one I kind of saw. What What do you guys, how do you guys deal with um, friends, other Christians um, talking to you or coming at you about your difference in thinking about sex, what you think is okay and and, and not? Here's the simplest answer. Wait, I didn't understand the question, but so keep going. So there was one about masturbation. What if you guys feel like it's okay and somebody else doesn't? What if you people think you Between guys are Between you friends? and I yeah, or yeah. just friends? Between you and I. If okay. other Christian couples don't agree with our... Oh, got it. Okay. And here's the bottom line. We are not married to other Christian couples. We are married to each other. A lot of times the thing with the church, we be trying to have a homogenous thing. We all agree this is okay and this is not okay. All that matters is what Melissa and I think is okay. What we like, what we do with one another, what somebody else does, does not matter. What y'all do with y'all marriage, if you want to put an ice chip in your butthole and you want your husband to put it in there and then pour cinnamon on it, put ice in your butt. It'll It'll melt. Why would you then put cinnamon on it? I don't know. A little taste. Cinnamon butt challenge. Cinnamon is gross by itself. Cinnamon is gross by itself. Cinnamon toast crunch is good with sugar. But the point remains, that's y'all business. Tap at the brown said, I could do this because that's my business. You don't have to answer to somebody else. Right. I don't care. I had people reach out and be like, what what you guys said, I don't agree with. Okay. Well, here's why. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not in that's you're not my wife. I had a dude hit me up with you say and I, I wouldn't tell my sons that. Well, you have your own sons. Right, right, right. Tell your sons what you want to tell your sons. I'll tell mine what I want to tell mine. I don't have I think with a lot of times Christians, we gotta the approval of the body is so important to us. I'm good though. I'm a, and I'm okay if you disagree with me. And I stand in my truth. Only person I need approval is my wife. Mm-hmm. If it's her body or my body, and you just stand in that. And, like, people listen. I I realize, Melissa and I are much more progressive than a lot of people. We are more progressive than we were years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. If we went back, I say this all the time, and it's still true. 23-year-old Kev and Melissa, if we watch this love, I would be like, these people are not saved. <laughs> Facts. They talking about all type of stuff that we don't do. And that's, you know, people aren't saved. They're not going. So I get it. In so many ways, when Christians don't like what I do, I get it. Previous me wouldn't like me either. That's okay. I'm going to still see you in heaven. Right. You can be mad. I, I, I don't know who pastor said this, but he said, um, and, and I, I took it to my own life. I have two children that I can't even raise the same. They don't rewarded the same. They're not feared the same way. They don't like the same food. They don't have the same temperament. They're only related because they are related. Sure. They couldn't be more different. So it's impossible for all of God's children to have the same way of seeing the world. I'm mm-hmm. sure God understands what well, Kevin List doing versus Susie and Sam, two different things. Mm-hmm. And both can be fine. You know, so 
I just don't really care what people be thinking like that. And the more and more I grow into that, the more and more comfortable I am with my life. Because younger Christian Kev cared so much right. what everybody thought. And it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. That was good. Next one. Uh, somebody asked, what age do you guys talk to your kids about sex? Now. Sex positive families gave a great example for that. She said the same way you teach math at age appropriate times, mm-hmm. you should talk about sex. When you are uh, two, it's one plus one equals two. That should be that version of this is your body. Mm-hmm. This is your whole body. Yeah. This is this, is, this. You know what I'm saying? As you age, we miss that exact thing. But we had the conversation with our kids, and it's a continual conversation. You know, we didn't talk about consent the first time we no, talked no, no, to them no, no, about no. sex. But it, I think honestly, it does start with uh, number one. We don't. I don't do. Uh, well, I did before, but I don't any longer. Code names for body parts. No. Your body part is your body part. Period. I know some people, a little girl might say vagina, and they're like, oh, that's so vulgar. That's a scientific term. Girl, if you go to the doctor, what they going to say? They ain't going to say who the They ain't going to say kudiku. <laughs> Cut it out. That's the medical term. That's not vulgar. Okay? Period. That's it. Don't at me. Um, but also teaching them about, <laughs> and if something does go haywire, God forbid, you want your child to be able to say, they touch my vagina. Okay. Yeah. That's what you, the words you want to come out of their mouth. Um, but the other thing is teaching them about consent. That yeah. is something you want them to teach, uh, to teach them and teaching them about, I told this story one time about, um, we, I've even had conversations with the kids about sexism and I didn't realize how much they understand things, but Joe was explaining to us, he'd had a group project. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I hate doing group projects and I don't mean to be sexist, but the boys uh, don't want to do nothing. And the girls just talk so much, just talk too much. And we end up not doing anything. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure if this is accurate or if this is sexism, <laughs> but I'm also really proud that you understood what sexism was. That what sexism I'm was. I'm using it on both of y'all. Yes. Y'all talk a lot and y'all are lazy. Right. Now what's right. sexism? Right. But of course so, he just wants to do all the work and turn it in, I'm sure. Uh, no. So anyway, those are like, again, conversations that we legitimately have. Just one more um, quick story. When we went to, we were out of town for my birthday. That vlog hasn't come up, but it's coming now because we, none of us got COVID. I'm like, we're safe. I can do that. <laughs> um, uh, but there was a little, uh, our niece, we just went to her baby shower, was pregnant. And one of our friend's sons said to Tammy, Kayla's mom, why would you let your daughter get pregnant? When I tell you this little boy was not ready for my answer. <laughs> what did you say? I was like, first of all, Jalen, she's a fully grown woman. She has agency over oh, her body and yeah, that has nothing that. to do with her her mama. He was not ready for love our list. You listen, you are not ready. I understand you're eleven, but let's have a conversation about a woman. First of all, a woman having agency, agency over her body, okay? She laid down and had sex with a man and got pregnant. Ain't got nothing to do with her mama. That ain't her mama's failure. That ain't a reflection of her mama. That has to do with her, her life, and her choices. He was Black like, "Black parents be mad for a second. They be like, when your baby shower gonna be? Listen, we gotta plan this for you.' But the point is, even teaching kids that." You know yeah. what I mean? You are have agency over your body. This is about your life. I tell the boys that all the time. I I graduated. Listen, if y'all fail out of school, ain't got nothing to do. I'm with done me. with our I got a college okay. degree. You don't know how to three sit here times three and understand that the choices you make affect you and your life. Yeah. Okay. Because she's fully grown. She's done done thir- uh, thirteen already. Done three to two times over. Okay. Done with that age. <laughs> So these are choices that you make. And again, as parents, we go in and we want to own our kids. Again, that same thing. Let me help them with this. Let me do this with them. Let me do that. Let me. No, 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 no. You get dressed. You can make your own lunch. You need to be responsible to get up. You need. These are things are life skills you teach your kids at a young age. So when they're adults, they don't marry someone. And they're looking at you like you are a child. Though I'm a child. Zero responsibility. Zero accountability. No initiative because your mama did everything for you. And I mean, I know very much. That's why we make our kids get up themselves, cook themselves, as much as we can teach them. I remember when I went to school at UW, I was like, y'all parents. Everything. The amount of kids who didn't even know how to wash clothes post high school blew my mind. Crazy. We washed clothes. I, my mom, first of all, wasn't even a doggone transition. 
One day when I was in fifth grade, she was like, I'm tired of watching. Listen, it, the day is coming for these kids. This is darks. They going cold. These are mediums. They going cold. These are lights. They going hot bleach. Fabric softener here. Uh, the little dryer sheets uh-huh. here. Fold your clothes when you get them out and put them away. And I was like 11, 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe 9, I guess. I don't know if you're in fifth grade. I'll be knowing ages and stuff. I don't either. Joe's what, 12? Yeah. In, seven, in seventh? Yeah. So 10. Sure. But that was the last time. And my mom never washed my clothes again. And I'm not saying you, you know, um, you your kids have to wash their clothes every time. Sure, 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 By the time sure. they leave their house from high school, they have never even done it once. You know, no, they should. Absolutely. That is preposterous. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Also, when you're poor, your parents ain't got time for all that. No, which is why when you grow up, in, we are all over the place, but why when you grow up in a single family, uh, single parent home, you end up growing up faster because you have to. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, you have to. You got to learn to cook or you're going to be hungry. Right. <laughs> uh, anything else you wanted to add? Got to pee. I do too, actually. Uh, I'm not alone. No. <laughs> I am peeing with you. Thank you so much for watching today's Remember, Love Hour cinnamon? episode. Ice up the butt. Don't cinnamon. Do. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is what they call it. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today's Love Hour episode. We will actually answer your questions and move on from uh, the campaigns on the next episode. Uh, on my Instagram page, the Love Hour Podcast Instagram page, I still have the post up with the questions, so you can add questions there. I already started a list, but if yours is really good, we'll include it. Until the next episode, bye! Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.